0: Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. hello how are you thanks for stopping by today we're gonna to talk to some real people about some real things and real lives doing real stuff this is the working perspectives podcast i'm matt lavelle accompanied today by justin richardson and our guest today is the one and only molly godfrey j-dub how you doing my man i
1: feel good how are you
0: i mean i feel great you look great and i think this is gonna be great
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Well, in case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P-Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at WorkingPerspectives at gmail.com. And please just get her off my back, like and subscribe so my wife leaves me alone. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go.
2: It's our objective. To be affected
0: By voice in societies Work in perspective Exploring your day And how you get paid Launching a new episode Every Tuesday we can transform While we inform With new episodes Available on every platform So check out Get live and do it's a solid. Share and
3: subscribe. Which you sharing Which you sharing
0: All right, J-Dub, let me tell you, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about this one. So, you know, there's a long road that we all travel down and it's called life. Am I right? Or am I right? Go on. Yep. So, there's sometimes on the long road of life where you run into people that you have a really strong connection with, and then, you know, things just happen and your roads travel down different ways and you don't see each other but you think about them from time to time over the years and hoping like they're doing well and things like that and one of the things yeah and one of the things like about social media like i do fucking hate it like i fucking hate that i have to (laughs) i the thing i hate the most about it is that i have to do it right like i hate that i have to do it right because if i didn't have to i fucking wouldn't but uh (laughs) one of the one of the great things about it is that it does keep you in touch with people that like you, like you, you know, that went down another road, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that you guys aren't on the same road anymore. You know, <clears throat> it's what
1: I a mean? laundry list of people of like the suggested people, and you're
0: like, oh, that guy, I remember yeah. that guy, yeah. Remember yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, dude. And one of honestly, one of the great things about doing the show is a chance to reconnect with people. Like, I just booked a guy to be on the show. Right. And I haven't talked to him since, you know, we were maybe freshmen in high school. Right. And I'm like super tickled to have him on because it's going to be awesome. And like I've known him since we were in like second grade. You know what I mean? So it's like great things like that happen. But I think, too, like, you know, I don't know. It's also too like I look back on, say, like, you know, like our teenage years. Right, like that was kind of around the time me and you actually met, right? Because what were we like 14, 15, something like that? Somewhere around there. So, same time as me and our guest today, Molly Godfrey, met, was about in that same age. And dude, I'll tell you, those are some struggling
3: years.
0: Oh, (laughs) baby, things get weird in those teen years. Am I right or am I right? Up to some all kinds of nonsense. Oh, bro, you're finding (laughs) out embarrassment, and yeah. Yeah, it gets it gets really weird, but it's also like it's also like you find people like that, you know, like you like you find out these are people that like you need, you know what I mean? Like, 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 I don't know, like you're like you find someone that you can relate to that really helps you through those struggling times, right?
1: Yeah, you find people with the same oddities that you, yeah, yeah, you trauma bond, you got all kinds of things you feel people like fall into each other for. Dude, dude, you know what? It's a beautiful thing.
0: Amen, man. Amen. Trauma bond. Trauma
1: Woo-hoo-hoo. bonding.
0: Nailed it on the head with that one, pal. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> just kidding. But uh, either way, no. Um, I'm super so when I was going through, like, honestly, it was a really rough time for me. Like, my dad had just left. I would get expelled from school, I would be arrested, like all these things, you know but it was always like nice to have a friend that like I could talk to and relate to. And like, you know, just, just like, uh, you know, someone that like a good person that knew you had like your, like they had your best interest at heart, you know what I mean? And that's like a rare thing, you know? So what happened is like, you're close, but then you drift apart, but then it's great. Like, like we said, social media can bring people back together And I'll tell you, and I said it, and I'll scream it from the fucking rooftops about this show, (laughs) is that I start, you know, we can judge the quality of the show by the number of people that we can get to come on here, right? And when I found out that this special person not only liked the show, but was a listener of the show and agreed to be on the show, I'll tell you, I was tickled pink when she decided to come on. I'm super happy to have her here. She's an author, right? A published author, right? She's a business owner. She's a mom. She's a wife. And I'm super happy she could come on. And Molly, thank you for being here. And I would just like to ask before we get started, how do you like your Cheetos? Crunchy or puffed? Crunchy.
1: Yeah. God damn right, That's crunchy. That's everyone justice. says <laughs> crunchy. No, no, one everyone has- says Who crunchy. likes the cheese puff? I like puffs. I like balls. The cheese balls
0: he loves the plant. planters like, cheese balls is a puff boy yeah yeah planters cheese balls are the creme de la creme of the cheese ball you know family we'll say but yeah justin you no one no one has said no one puffed. has said puffed no one <laughs> but the first I, I mean i can't i would love if we could get like because we've had some bad dudes on here but you know like when rogan comes on or, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, McGregor, or whatever, one of those guys <laughs> when they come Bo on, Jackson. Yeah. Anybody like, you know, if we get a you know, another Navy SEAL on here, I would love for
1: them just to be like,
0: oh yeah, puffed all the way,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah, like, somebody, yeah. somebody cool one day is gonna agree with me. Well, let's <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> Someday. Well, some,
0: someone cool didn't agree with you today. So Molly, how are you? Thanks for coming on. How are things?
4: Good, great, glad to be here.
0: Glad to have you. So I want to start this off. uh, We brought it up at the top of the show or I brought it up. I just brought it up, but you are a published author. So please, can we start with what's the name of the book? Right. And then when, you know, when did you write it and all that kind of stuff? So hit me. All
4: right. So I'm self-published.
0: I don't know if that matters, Um,
4: but it's called, hold on, let me check. Um, it. it's a memoir of obsessive compulsive disorder mm. and I wrote it. So I've always journal, um, to help me with my thoughts and anxiety and things like mm. that. Um, and then I had my first son and while I was home trying to torture myself and be off medication and, you know, be the good mom and breastfeed and do all that kind of stuff. Yep. Wasn't working. Yep. Um, I was just going like crazy and I decided I was going to start writing yeah and next thing i knew i started writing a book and it was like i I didn't set out to do that um i just realized i had a lot to say and um so like i said i suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder which is very misunderstood um it's debilitating it it can be debilitating yeah um i think people think it's very quirky and like oh i'm so OCD, you know things like that which is infuriating
3: yeah yeah
4: <laughs> um yeah. because i mean there was a point where like i could barely leave my house like i mean you can become like
0: oh just, wow yeah so it can really just trap you yeah. where you're at wow
4: yeah so like you obsess about something and then you may you may have compulsions which i do which is like um so one of my biggest ones when i first found out i had it was checking the stove before i left the house so i'd worry that i left the stove on so I'd check it to make sure it wasn't on
3: yeah, yeah.
4: I'd go to walk away to leave I think oh my gosh what if it's on I make sure you start like questioning yourself oh, yeah. like, so you can see how that could become like
0: yeah oh yes. big, big time and like did yeah. you like you're saying like did I check it oh did I accidentally turn it on when I checked it right yeah. like you're saying yeah. like all of that yeah, did I
4: bump it? Did I yeah?
0: Did that stem from an incident of someone ever leaving the stove on? Or is that just your thought? Like, if this happened, this is bad.
4: Um, I like think that, just a fear, it's never nothing yeah. ever happened to me with the stove. Okay. Um, but it's actually a very common tip of OCD. Yeah. Uh there's a really common out al- like a big commonality with uh what people do. Yeah. Uh, so like checking doors things like that being worried about diseases um, which are all things that I've had worried about Um, and it's what I can so it's kind of like a controlling thing so I can control if my stove's off so it's like that anxiety builds up and it's something I can actually physically look at and yeah you know focus on yeah Um, but what why I think it happened is because I was in a unhealthy relationship uh yeah. um, not that that person gave me ocd it was in me right uh, i was always an anxious person mm-hmm. but they they lied a lot and um i started questioning like myself like like i felt crazy yeah um
3: yeah
4: and what I, the one thing i could i che- I latched on to things i could check and things yeah. that were real um yeah but so, that's not like a healthy thing to
0: do. Yeah. So you were kind of like, you were like, so you wanted to bring yourself back down from like, okay, like I can control this and I can make sure that this isn't this. And I can like confirm at least like that this is real. And like that yeah. I can, that this is then been prevented. And then yeah. you would like trap, like did it eventually escalate from more things to like not just it's just like everything and you're and so then it's taking you hours to even leave the house right
4: yeah so my psychologist actually says she always tells me not to let it grab territory by that she means you know okay you're worrying about the stove don't start worrying about your front door don't start worrying about like i just kind of what the you just start grabbing onto like anything and i explain it in my book i compare it to like a drug addict so that You know they need drugs to to get that high and feel better. When you when you're obsessive and you compulse, the compulsion gives you that relief, but it oh, only lasts wow. for so long. Completing right. the task. It's, it's very yeah. circular, so you have to keep doing it, and it it's just you get in this cycle. It's never ending.
0: Wow. Man. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, thanks for sharing that. And we're going to get more into that later. So you've been you were experiencing all of this and you found writing as like a platform where you can kind of get your emotions out, get your feelings out and like kind of express yourself in, in a healthy way. Right. Yep. Like, gosh, that is, I mean, too, like, you know, it's crazy too, because it's, I'm not, no I'm d- don't get me wrong. I'm not saying OCD is crazy. I'm saying like, it is crazy that like it can it can really just like because uh, what you're saying, I've, I have that thought all the time, all the time. I hate it. Like,
1: yeah, like very a, small doses of it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel
4: like it's very common.
0: Oh, yeah. it's extremely common. I think it's more common than other people think. And I do see where it's like you know, and, and usually I'm not one for this type of thing, but when you're saying like, this is something that legit crippled you and like almost made you living in a coffin of like, just like debilitation where, so like when someone does say in a joking way, I could see that being like kind of upsetting. I understand that for sure. Yeah. I
4: feel like, at the same time, like that's why I kind of wrote the book because I was that person at some point that didn't realize it was really that bad of a disorder. I was yeah. like, yeah, oh, it's kind of whatever, you know. People like to be orderly, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but one of the worst obsessions that I've ever had that just it's like horrible. I hate when I when I get to that point and it's really a common obsession is that you're hitting someone when you're driving. So I would worry that. I wasn't paying attention because I'm like so filled with anxiety and not focused that somehow I hit somebody. I'd look at my rearview mirror, couldn't convince myself that I was okay. I'd go around the block. I'd go around the block. And I, I told my psychiatrist this and I was like, I don't even want to say this out loud. Like I feel like insane. Yeah. And she's like, no, that's really common. That's a really common one. And I was um,
0: like, still, okay. that must've been refreshing, but I mean like. In refreshing,
4: a way- but also just
1: horrifying you know like wow in the moment
0: yeah yeah man because you get legit like that's like like you're filling yourself with like i've i mean we've all i mean i've been in an accident justin i'm assuming you have i think we've all been in accidents before. yeah so there is like you do get like a like an adrenaline hits you so for you to like spark that just by your thought you know like that's gotta be just whoo scary stuff scary it's
3: awful yeah yeah
0: So, well, like she said, and honestly, I would suggest for everyone to to read this book. It's great stuff. And, you know, it's a great story. Also, we love uh, like one of the good things about this platform is being like having being bringing awareness to different topics. And I think this is definitely something that people should be aware of and and really get a more in-depth insight to actually what it really is, you know, and the link for Molly's book is going to be available or it's. It's available. It's available on Amazon, but the link for it's going to be in the description of this episode. So I highly suggest checking out really, really great stuff. So let's keep it moving, though. So I want to start this out. I know. Let's let's bring it back up. All guys. How about a joke? (laughs) Hey, I got (laughs) it. I'll start off with a joke. So. uh, All right, Molly. What did Ernie say to Bert when Bert asked him if he wanted some ice cream? God, I, I have no idea. I'm terrible at jokes. Sherbert. i don't um, get it. Sh- Sherbert. <laughs> Sherbert. Like Sherbert.
1: Do you like some ice cream? Sherbert.
0: Sherbert. Oh, all right. I'm god jokes. damn it. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: That joke has never missed once. <laughs> Jesus. Christ, is this thing? Don't feel on? that
4: it's me. It's just me. I do uh, it to I everybody.
0: Think. I mean, the joke <laughs> that joke was running a high. It was gonna come down eventually. You know, that had to miss sometime. What are you gonna do? The best shooters keep shooting. So, all right, so let's keep it moving. So you were born and raised in Easton, PA, home of you know, home of a lot of things. I'll tell you, yeah. Easton, Easton is a place. And it is definitely a place and it's definitely got some character, right? There's, there's, there's an, there's an Olympic champion from Easton. There's a world heavyweight boxing champion from Easton, right? Like there's, you know, like there's just all these crazy, like for, you know, Lisa Ann from Easton. Oh really? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Who's
1: the boxing, who's the boxing? Larry Holmes oh larry holmes yeah yeah Yeah. i didn't know that
0: yeah 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 so nice no but easton it's a it's like it's crazy this city is like there's something in the water with you mother like you you freaking guys up there like it is there it is next level they're crazy but it's also awesome like it it's a badass place i will say that i wrestled up there like for like i i would wrestle like and train up there for a number of years and it is like you know, it's It's the Mecca. And I'll tell you this, something that is awesome is that the number one sport is wrestling up there. But like beating football, which is crazy because the football is massive too. But wrestling's just like, dude, the, if you ever went like this, this is one of those places that they do it so right that it makes people want to wrestle, right? Like there's, it's rare that you go to a high school and you see a wrestling match and it makes you want to be on the wrestling team. This place does it freaking right. Like all, like if you imagine this, Justin, if you will, you go into their gymnasium, massive gymnasium, probably sits like what, 4,000, would you say, Molly? Maybe. big, yeah, it's big. So 4,000, jam-packed, jam-packed where it's like, it's like people are standing in like, like they're inches away from the guy, like it's jam-packed, right? Then there's a DJ, right? So everyone has their own entrance music. The team has its own entrance music, and then also all the lights are out except for one light over the side of the mat, and the that, place yeah. is a madhouse.
1: It that's is that's actually pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Could
0: you like you? It's a cool be, way to do it. Yeah, yeah. you'd want to be on the wrestling team if like the wrestling team came out hoods up right, playing some awesome yeah. music and, like, an entrance, like, that shit, that was, like, some of the best parts of wrestling, like, because you get so freaking hyped doing that. It feels dude. like
1: an underground fight, like, just dude. a singular light in the middle. Dude. You just walk, one man enters, well, you two men enter, one man leaves. Kidding.
0: Dude, and it's good to be the home team, and I wouldn't know, but I'm assuming it's good to be the home team in this situation, because being the away team, that can suck. Let me tell you. I'm, like, because, like, dude, the crowd, like, legit, you're watching an organized gang fight is 100% what it is. It's literally what it is,
1: right? You've brought our gang. You have your gang. <laughs> think, now think, we're all going to wrestle.
0: Think about it, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's all kids repping like colors of one school or colors of another school, right? Or like of an, it's not even a school of an area, right? You're representing an area at that point. Like you're representing your town, right? And then you're going there. You're going to fight the guy that's the same weight as you and like similar to size, right and then yeah you know and it's one-on-one and everybody watches and they yell and it's nuts and like (laughs) these and like the the, i'll tell you i think i i remember watching like a history thing and one of easton like the first ever pennsylvania pennsylvania is the best in wrestling we've brought it up before big deal yeah we talk about wrestling shove it but uh easton (laughs) the first ever pennsylvania wrestling state championships i believe easton won five of the weight classes right i think they won almost all of them i forget how many <laughs> all right yeah, yeah Easton's dominated for forever so, we have a lot of state champs yeah so. a ton and you keep on having them yeah like we
4: have we have though um those were the days like yeah. what you're describing that was my yeah. time my sure. era yeah um it's not the same
0: no the do you think anymore. recruiting has really affected it like the way people do I remember I think when I was a junior, you were a sophomore. You got Easton won the state championship. And I think that you had there, I think you had like what eight state place winners, right? And that
4: sounds about right, yeah. And
0: it was Chisuli, Mikey Rogers, and I think and maybe Dan Brown. Yeah. Dan
4: Brown was there. Did he win uh, Rick, or did he get up? I don't think that no, I don't think I, don't
0: I think, think he, he was in the finals. I think he lost. Oh, and Gino, and Gino. Dino, Jake
4: Giamoni. Jake Giamoni.
0: But like the year they had like, so Steve Cabot is a co-host of the show, former guest of the show, just, you know, the best students around. But he is coached at a wrestling, uh, he's coached wrestling at a school for 15 years. He has had, I think like three kids make it to States the whole time, right? These guys had eight people place at States in one year, right? eight out of there's 12 possible at the time it was 12 possible weight classes right so eight out of 12 they're placing they're fucking you know mm-hmm. what i mean like yeah, yeah yeah no big
4: deal no big yeah. deal
0: and- nbd and like i think like <laughs> i think it was like six of them were top three which is even crazier and one of them and i'll say it, you know we i, I we did talk cabot had a story about him but uh this one guy's Gino Fortibono right? Yeah. A nice, a nice Irish kid, Gino, Gino (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he has, and I'll, dude, I'll say it till forever. The best state finals wrestling match ever. It was incredible. Incredible. The way it works, Justin, because I know you're, I know you're wondering is that to to get to States, right? You have to wrestle in districts and it's the top three out of districts, right? Three or four.
4: When, when Gino was there, it was the top I think it was top six out of districts and then top right. three out of regionals.
0: Okay. So it's the top six guys from your weight class out of like 30, right? So there's 30 guys in your weight class at districts, right? And you, the top six make it, right? Then you go to regionals. Then yeah. there's- well,
1: Districts is all the high schools in your area.
0: Correct. In our district. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. your and then-, and then, exactly. And then you go to regionals, which is all the high schools in your
1: region, right? Yeah. All and- the winners from the districts. Correct.
4: So even better.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it goes, yeah, it levels up. And then from there it's top three, make it to States. Right. And then, yeah. yeah. And then when you're at States, it's, you know, you fucking, you go to,
1: is it like a, I know for, for high school football, it's PA cut into four and it's all four quadrants. And that's the state champ. Like they take two uh, football. It's I think two teams, they take three wrestlers from each. Correct quadrant and then make yeah. a, a tournament. I think, I think we have more charity. than that
0: region.
1: I, I think, yeah, there's, I think, I think you're right. There's pretty
0: I think, many. Four. I think yeah. it's six regions total because I think it's 18 Yeah, because it's
4: like, yeah, there's like the Northeast, which is what we are. And we're um, Southeast, cent, cent, yeah. Central, Southwest.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think so. It's, it's not cutting to four, it's cutting to six, right? Yeah. So, because I think it's 18 kids per late class, right? I think it's 18. Yeah.
4: That sounds right.
0: Yeah. And, I should know that. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? But either way, so yeah, top three make it. So, like, imagine, dude, there's in, in your district alone, there's thousands of kids. In your regions, yeah. there's so many, right? In this weight class, and three of them make it to say like Cabot, Cabot plays second at regions. It was a huge, huge deal. It's a massive, massive deal, right? And like, you know, there's other guys that would win it. It's you know, it's a big thing, but either way. So, uh, but this, you know, Gino was at districts, makes it to the district finals and he loses in an overtime ride out. Right. Which is like Seth it, Lisa. It to Seth Lisa, right. Great wrestler, but he loses in overtime ride out to one of his biggest rivals. So yes. Yeah, so Gino loses to this guy, Seth Lisa in the district finals in an overtime rideout, out, which means that they went the whole match. And the way the winner, right, the way that you go is there's one guy on bottom, one guy on top, right? You have 30 seconds. If the guy on top holds you down, keeps you down for 30 seconds, he wins. If the guy on bottom, right, escapes, then he wins. And you have 30 seconds to do it. And it's crazy, right? Yeah. So then, then, so they both make it out of districts, right? Then they go to regionals. Same thing happens where they both ends up in the regional finals, right? Over time overtime ride out again so Gino (laughs) Gino lost in districts in the overtime ride out he couldn't keep Seth down Seth escaped right then in regionals same thing where Gino was on top and he couldn't keep Seth down and Seth escaped right so then we make it to states which is in the sweetest place on earth Hershey (laughs) PA Hershey Pennsylvania right? I used to, dude, I love, we, it was such a party going out there for a state. Oh my God. It was such a blast. We had the best times, but either way, um, we're out there <laughs> and same thing happens state finals, right? <laughs> same thing. Gino fortibono against Seth Lisa goes into a double or, you know, overtime, double overtime right out, or just overtime right out. I think it was dope i think it's yeah back then it
4: was like you had like one minute i think um overtime and then ride out was the
0: ultimate so he goes to an overtime ride out again this time seth is on the bottom again gino's on top and gino has to keep him down for the 30 seconds right but what gino had done wrong is he had had bad hand placement for the first two times in districts and regionals he fixed his hand placements where he would cup underneath the the arm like up here on the shoulders and then he was able dude he holds him down right he's like they're fighting like madman you know like you have to imagine this is probably You're gonna
1: hold a man down for 30 well, seconds like, they're both
0: well they're both i think they're both seniors at this time they both wrestled yep. varsity all four years so they've probably wrestled each other 20 times and that's just at the high school level not even the midget level where they probably wrestled another 20 times so these yeah. guys have probably wrestled each other so many damn times Right. And I don't know if Gino had ever beaten him at this point, but either I way I
2: think they had,
4: I think they kind of went like back and forth.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, I mean, you would know, but, uh, but either way, they were both really, really good. Right. So then it's like, dude, the clock's ticking away. Seth is like almost escaped a couple times. They're going out of bounds. They come back to the middle. Right. The clock winds down hits buzzer Gino jumps up runs into the stands he's like celebrating in the stands going crazy dude honestly when it was like one of the mo- the place is it's in the Hershey Arena where the Hershey Bears play ice hockey it's jam packed right a packed house Everyone going ape shit. You're wrestling in front of like what, like twelve thousand people, fifteen thousand people. Yeah, it's and it's nuts. and it's two guys in front yeah. of fifteen thousand people going crazy. It was fucking and dude. Even thinking about it, I'm fucking <laughs> hype. But Yeah, and it was like also the the Seth Lisa went to this school called Northampton, which is like I got that's got to be one of your guys' biggest rivals, right? Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. He coaches
4: there now. He's the head coach.
0: Oh, oh, really? Look at yeah. That damn good look at that man it's good yeah, nice. dude you know i know honestly i would never even interacted i only interacted with gino a couple of times really didn't a lot but yeah so either He's way yeah yeah super cool so nice so either way uh as you can tell wrestling not a big deal in easton but uh <laughs> but so here's how it go molly born and raised in easton uh she did the public school k through 12 right and her parents are just the best right dad's the man man mom is a total fox right <laughs> <laughs> I'll, all right so I'll, I guess we get we have to tell the dog collar story but uh, of
4: course I mean it's a classic
0: so like we would hang out in Easton a lot right and um, like I was I, when I was working up there And like we would go over Molly's house for dinner because Molly like we would all hang out like Molly has a sister and her parents are the best. They would make us like stuffed shells. And like it was (laughs) awesome. Freaking loved it. Right. And like it was just like a cool place like we could all hang It was a bunch of teenagers, you know. So it was me, uh, Dave Witt and like uh, and my brother Tom and then like, you know, Molly, her sister, a couple of friends. And we're all just hanging out at the house, like doing whatever. And Molly has dogs there. Right, and one of the dogs had was in some heat. We'll just say was feeling the heat, right? So uh the dog just kept humping everybody, right? So your mom was like, your mom was like, just she was like, kind of mortified. So she was like, oh my god, get the collar, get the collar. We're gonna, you know, we gotta put the collar on this dog to stop him from humping everybody, right? <laughs> So we got the collar and I think like I had the buzzer or wit had the buzzer or something like yeah. that. And your mom was holding it like by the thing. <laughs> right. And I was just like, like I told yeah. it, I was like fucking zapper. Right. And he just was like, Bzz! and your mom was like, hey! You know? <laughs> I thought she was good. Your mom's like the nicest lady ever. And I thought she was gonna throw us out. And I was like, oh. But yeah, no, it was it was the blast. But yeah, so either way, yes,
4: good times. Yes. Yeah,
0: but Molly's parents are so this is just an adorable story. And hopefully we can have them on the show one day. But uh from what I was and correct me if I'm wrong, Molly your parents like they met in high school high school sweethearts and the only way your dad and your mom could hang out is if they went to like the high school sporting events right like your 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 mom's dad was like super strict and was like you're only going you're not allowed to go out you can't go to the diner or whatever you got to go hang out you know like whatever you can go to the sports events and see your guy So they would end up going to all of them. Right. It was like, they're going to every sporting event ever. And they kind of just kept up that tradition. Right. And like, and like wrestling is so big that they go to like one, I feel like they would like, cause they're like, you know, like the biggest team fans. So they kind of develop a relationship with all the wrestlers on the team, you know, like, cause a lot of those wrestlers would go to wrestle D one college and then your parents go to the D one college national championships every year as well. Every year. <laughs> <Yep. Yeah. laughs> so like they would go there and then they're seeing like guys that they knew since like, you know, the midget programs, they're like, Oh, Hey, how are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but until
4: I got to college, I had never missed the state tournament.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Man. I mean, yeah. it is a blast. I, it say, is fun. You know. I mean, I don't
4: know. I don't really remember when I was, you know, the sure. baby but yeah. uh yeah Man, you so know good. my parents so they, they lived across the street from each other
3: right oh really um, i didn't know that yeah like and growing
4: that, up um so my dad didn't grow up in the house that were like across the street from my mom but he moved there when they were okay. older okay um that's you know everyone like in Easton, yeah. you kind of hung around your block and that kind of stuff and yeah, yeah that's how they met and then um yeah my grandfather my mom's dad was very strict um yeah, they had to like always explain where they were going or that kind of thing. Right. Um, and sports was yeah was their was their thing. So yeah, and funny fact, um, I met my husband and he lived across the street.
0: Ah, yeah, look, <laughs> look at how history repeats itself. Huh? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So it's crazy. So the reason we bring that up is because your parents were like at wrestling everything. So then eventually. When you got to high school, you, you know, obviously you, I mean, you could have wrestled, but you chose not to, but instead you and your sister were both the wrestling team managers, right? Yes. So I will, I will say this, I'll tell you this. So our school was very famous and we were all very proud that we had, our wrestling managers were smoke shows, just total hot boxes. Like freaking total smoke bombs. Like, Louisa, fan of the show, listener show, Louisa Santos is one of them. Spencer was another one. Tina wasn't like, they were all just rockets, right? So, we were very much like proud of, like, yeah, check us out. But also, the just like you have to imagine there it's these hot girls and they're in like, they're with like sweaty. Like, you know, starved, just like horny teenage boys. In singlets. In singlets, (laughs) just all the time, like doing crazy shit. Like we were, we were absolutely nuts, but like these girls would just like, they would, they could handle it like, cause they would put us in our place, but they were just like getting just like berated nonstop of like, you know, just hit on constantly, you know what I mean? So when you know i you know my how how was it for you when you were a wrestling manager was uh was everyone nice or how did hell no no No. okay
4: um there's some i still hate to this day (laughs) um um, i feel like i've always been very strong personality and known who i am so um i never liked that um being objectified if you will so right. i would sure. just mouth off i hate it
0: hate it myself i'm always just constantly objectified <laughs> yeah right my body um, is my own i tell people that's my thing uh,
4: my sister was definitely like way easy going with that kind of stuff but yeah. um yeah no i was not like that i feel like i more did it because i was always there anyway right i mean i just you know i know wrestling and that kind of thing it was yeah easy like- uh, you, I didn't could, care as much
0: but you like knew the rules too like you could keep oh, yeah. score like you know what I mean like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of like people that don't know that stuff, especially girls yeah. that are yeah. like yeah oh I don't you know but I don't oh, know yeah, how to yeah, keep yeah, score. All in wrestling <laughs> yeah all
4: that kind of stuff. Yeah. oh
0: bro keeping score I mean nowadays it's like impossible keeping score it's crazy <laughs> just like it's also too it's very much an evolved sport like there's a lot For of sure. times like like, it took like how long did it take football to like adapt their rules and change their rules? And some say yeah, yeah, that yeah. their rules have not changed for the better, right? They've changed for the worse. In some ways, yes, in some ways, no. Like, they've taken a lot of the hitting out of it, but they've also been protecting the players more,
1: right? Yeah, that's so it's for like practical reasons,
0: right? But wrestling, everything has just been to make it like crazier and more athletic <laughs> and yeah. like more fast paced, like. When I was wrestling, like, it took a while for what's called a stalling call, right? And a stalling call is when, like, if you're not shooting or doing something, they can be like, look, you're just standing there. Like, you have to wrestle.
1: Yeah, right? like, go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they can give you a point. Now, they call it, like, right away. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not shooting like in three seconds, they're like, what are you doing? What, are you standing here? Fucking move! You know? <laughs> what are you here? Yeah. What, are you just here to fucking look good with a boner? Like, come on! You know? So, but yeah, so it's, you know, they have to, they have to, you know, they have to keep, uh, keep the pressure on them. We'll say, but, uh, but, the, but then that just means like the evolution of the sport itself. It's almost like dude, it's crazy where it's like, you have to be like a, a yoga, you have to do yoga. You have to be in gymnastics. Then you also have to be a break dancer, right? Like all this <laughs> stuff you need just to wrestle. And also you have to be like super strong and have a gas as a weightlifter. Yeah. 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 You have to be like a runner,
4: endurance. Oh, you need
0: endurance. <laughs> oh, the cardio needed is just oh, it's it fucking keeps me up at night. But so either way, you would start working there, and then what also your mom. Right. Your parent, your mom has run a kennel, a dog kennel your whole life. Right. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. It's
4: like, I think I was in second or third grade when she bought it. So yeah, like seven or eight.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, so most, been, of my, most of my,
4: most
0: Yeah. So what, so kind of what went on at the dog kennel? Like, you know, it's, I mean, we, you, you know, just, you know, and me and Justin have an outsider's perspective, like, Oh, you get to hang out with puppies all day. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's not what's going on. So no, kind of yeah. give us the skinny. Like what was a um, What's a day in the life at the kennel like? Yeah. A lot of dog shit. <laughs> <Taking> <laughs> up poopers? <laughs> a
4: lot, yeah, a lot of poop.
3: Oh, a lot of poop. Man.
4: Um so yeah, so basically there's like 27 kennels that they have. In the summer months it's like packed the whole time. Um but yeah, you basically go and feed them, yeah. take care of them. Um yeah.
0: Would you develop like an attachment with any of them, or you're just like, if this fucking guy shits here again, I'm gonna beat the hell, out. you know? I
4: feel, um, I feel like for the most part, I loved all of them. I actually yeah. have adopted one that was at our kennel. That yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say I form an attachment. He needed sure. home, and sure, yeah, sucker, I brought yeah. him
0: home. Yeah, what kind of dog um, is it?
4: The Greater Swiss Mountain Dog.
0: Toof.
4: so you know bernese mountain dogs yeah yeah He's wait like aren't
1: that. those like huge know what beethoven was yeah
4: beethoven's a st bernard but they're um bernese yeah, get are it like that. get
0: it right just
4: i have two newfoundlands also
0: which oh. are
4: like st Bernards. so okay wait yeah. so
0: you have three dogs huge
4: three huge animals in our house
0: yeah wow <laughs> jesus the, it's I a mean, circus
4: it's a circus
0: plus you have two boys god bless you yeah, yeah. nice yeah. yikes <laughs> just, just wait till like i can imagine oh. the, the food bill with the dogs as of now but i can only imagine like when your boys like start hitting their teenage years and start growing the you're you're gonna have to work three jobs just to pay for food it's gonna be <laughs> insane but yes yeah. so nice okay so you're working there, you're doing the kennel, and like you would go in with your mom, and it was kind of like you're you're working there, but you're working with your mom, so it's also kind of like you know like you would end up going back there a couple of times in between jobs like when you needed money, so it was always kind of like a safe place to have and a good place to work, plus two like that's like that's like real fricking work, you know what I mean, oh, like yeah. when you're there your mom's probably just like, hey, I'm not putting up with any of the shit, so go pick up the shit right now, okay? (laughs) You know, like it's a whole- She is the
4: best boss ever. She
0: is. I mean, (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, I feel like nothing bothers her since she's just like, you know, happy every second.
0: I'll tell Um, you, we were doing a, uh, we had discussed on a previous show, it would have been uh, the end of Roundtable Part 3, Uh, We discussed on doing a calendar of hot moms for the working perspectives podcast. And Rachel, (laughs) Rachel, mom would be on there, but I'll tell you what (laughs) old mama Potter. She'd make month June. I'll tell (laughs) you for sure. But no, she's just, she's the best, but yeah, no, she she's always been like the sweetest. I mean, I shocked her with a dog collar and she still like, let me back in her house.
3: It's like, (laughs) come on,
0: you know?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. No, nothing ever really bothers her. So yeah, no, it was wonderful working for her. Um, there's something like just relaxed about working for your family business and not having someone watch over you. And, yeah. you
0: know. yeah. 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 So, yeah. And just kind of being like, knowing like, Hey, if I just do my job, it's fine. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Those are honestly, probably those are the most successful businesses anyway. Is it, and your mom's, it's still going, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. She nice. actually, um, she's worked at, an animal hospital since she was in graduated from high school. So this year was just 50 years that she's been there. What? Yeah.
0: Your mom graduated high school 50 years ago. God.
4: One Well, yeah. Yeah, she's 69. She'll be 69. Look, she
0: doesn't look a day over 30. Nice. Let me say. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. So okay. So let's keep it moving. So you would work there, you would work a couple other places right? But then like, mm-hmm. you know, after there, when you were in college, where were you working when you were in college?
4: Um, I worked for an OBGYN caring for women.
0: Okay. And you would be there for a while, but before you were there, you, you waitressed a little bit too, right?
4: Oh yeah. That was a nightmare. Up and hill. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I think I made it a month. <clears throat> a month?
0: Um, what, what was the place you worked at?
4: Do you remember Marichi's?
0: I remember I'm, I didn't go, but I know what you're talking yeah. about.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah i was a waitress there and one of the owners was just so nasty i
1: <laughs> just uh, i had, had i was pick, like
4: no i'm not doing it
1: There had to pick up a lot of poop there too <laughs> a lot of poop yeah
3: <laughs>
0: there is like i mean I, I will say this there is a lot of machismo rolling around easton a whole lot of machismo a lot of machismo but yeah yes so nice but okay so then when you're there. Right. So you, you do this waitressing doesn't work. Then you head to college. Right. And like you would work for a couple of wrestling organizations. One of them, your sister still works at shout out Maddie, big fan. Um, but, uh, it's the NHSCA. So it's the national high school coaches association. Is that right? So what, what's going on there? What is this place?
4: So they're a nonprofit organization. Um, for high school athletes uh, I, they do more than wrestling but wrestling is like one of their biggest sports um, so they make tournaments they have tournaments throughout the year they're known for high school nationals which is like this massive tournament that happens every year in virginia beach
3: okay um
4: and then they have like dual meets down like um, dual tournaments also uh, but maddie actually like puts together some of the tournaments, so yeah oh. she's still into wrestling you
0: know cool. hey, never left her so either way so you work there for a cup of coffee right and then you would leave there and this is when you were started at the obgyn so this is like this is so you from like what i understand the the ocd really kind of started in college like well you've always had it but like it kind of ramped up while you were in college. Is that right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So my junior year of college, I like, I don't know what you want to call it, but I was like having a break basically. Um, Like I, there's something was, I felt something was so wrong with me. And I remember my sister was at Drexel and I called her and one of my biggest fears has always been um, contracting a incurable disease. So AIDS, cancers, you know, yeah, something. Um, not that you, I, I, answer,
0: I will, yeah, I you will, get what I mean. I will it. say, I, I am also afraid of that, Justin. You in that book, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, you know, I'd prefer not to, you know, <laughs> yeah, contract yeah. any of those. If things.
0: I had to choose, I would have wanted, picking. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <You know. laughs>
1: so okay
0: so So that
4: was one of my my biggest fears was and i think that stemmed from having a unhealthy relationship and i didn't know felt like i couldn't trust them so i was like what if i have what if i have any that's where that came from that like mentality and i remember calling my sister at college and i was just like having a panic attack on the phone and like crying she could barely understand me yeah um And she came home from college that weekend and made me go to my counseling center because I was just not okay.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, And that's when I found out that I had OCD, which really explained a lot um, and started seeing a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that was the beginning of like knowing.
0: Where do you say you were like, when they said like, you know, you might have OCD, you're like, you know what makes sense. Right. You were. Oh, yeah. 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 What what yeah. you guys are saying, it's really it's really checking a lot of boxes. Yeah, that's
4: here. exactly what I have. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, OK, well, honestly, I mean, that had to be like part of like as far as someone that has OCD, figuring out that you have OCD has to be good. Right. Like yeah. that's kind of like <clears throat> like, you know, that's you get kind of a like part of the release there of like, hey, we've we've ch- 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 checked it off. Right. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. I saw a doctor and they're like, uh, they're like, you have anxiety. And I was like, I'm not anxious. They're like, no, no, it's a lot of other things. So I was like, it is. And they're like, yes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I have anxiety then. Yeah. So like they yeah. let it off the list. I was like, oh, I have that. I have that. I have that. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess if you put it like that, then I I do it. Then you're anxious. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, de- and like depression, we were all hit with the depression bug, right? I think we've all been there, you know? Yeah.
1: Right off the list. You're like, uh, yeah. Yep. You're like, look,
0: no, I just like sleeping twelve hours a day. <laughs> I'm not depressed. It's just awesome. I
1: had su- I had such a hard
4: time like believing that I was depressed, like, uh-huh. and I was in like a major depressive episode, like, bad. But I'm um, like, nervous. no, I'm just like anxious. I'm just, you know, yeah.
1: You know. I'm not yeah, depressed. Everyone... <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone no, was, waits till three depressed. p.m. to yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, have you eaten or said anything today? I'm like, ah. Uh... I don't know. What time is it? Five. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, dude. You're yeah. And there, I mean, there's a lot of outlying factors. I know Justin, you work nights for a long time. Did that have something to do with that? You think like depression? I mean, that's just a whole
1: different, I mean, that's just, I mean, you're a vampire. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You some people the love sun. the. Yeah. Some people love it. Some people, yeah. If you try and live a normal life, it's, it's terrible. It's, a, yeah. You vicious, just have to like, accept
0: the life of a vampire, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the eternal darkness.
0: Yeah. But so, Molly, you're saying, though, like, you didn't believe you had depression because, like, you're in a relationship, you're in school, you have a family that loves you, you're doing good things, right? Like, you're not fucking shooting up in the alley. You know what I mean? Like, you have some positives going on. Yeah right so then when they're telling you this you're like no fuck off right like (laughs) come on me me get at it die no
4: i'm happy i'm okay you know i'm just sad about this incident you know or whatever but no it was was more than that um
0: so we don't have to get into that so you're so you go to the your sister comes up Takes you to the counseling. You figure this out. You make a huge step in your life, which is in your book. Which the description Mm -hmm. in the description of this episode will be a link to the Amazon where you can buy the book. And I suggest everyone does because it's fantastic. And then, so like we said, your your sister comes up. You have a breakthrough. You go to the counselor. You have a big thing in your life, and it you know, and you talk about it in your book. And the book, you know, there's a link for the book in the description of this episode. I highly suggest everyone take a look. Really, really good stuff. And then from there right you like after like you have this epiphany kind of uh breakdown revelation and then had you already started working at the ob-gyn or did would you go to the ob-gyn after you had like this thing i
4: was already there so i was i started there when i was 17
0: oh wow uh,
4: yeah so i was like uh i think i was a senior in high school when i started there M- um M-
0: okay and and what were you doing there like you weren't stealing looking at bajingos every day just like bajingos so bajingo, I actually bajingo. I wanted to Jingo. be a doctor okay
4: um, so Same. that's why I actually started work working there right. um to see what it was like and whatever but no I did um I guess you would call it like a medical assistant I went in for procedures and all sorts of stuff nice. um and okay. then so through college would, I
0: you would watch and like yeah okay sorry yeah. Go ahead yeah
4: um i mean and through college i had the most amazing boss i love her to this day she's just awesome um and she would let me you know kind of come when i needed to go around my schedule yeah uh so i mean i would do all sorts of stuff i mean i eventually started doing billing i I did everything
0: oh that's great though right like you kind of saw like how the sausage is made justin what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid
1: oh like a space pirate Right, I think, because I didn't huh. really, I really, I didn't want to drown. You know, it sounded like a nightmare. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like, you know, pirating, pillaging, ravaging, always stealing. Fun. Yeah. You know, but yeah. preferably, like a maybe, like a fake leg or something cool. Ooh, eye patch <laughs> for sure. Right.
0: Honestly, <laughs> affects
1: your death perception. You know, they just did that from the uh, the darkness uh, uh, on the ship. You know, out and about, and then like the light down below. You would just switch it.
0: Yeah yeah i remember seeing that too because like it would like your eye would automatically adjust to because it's complete darkness
1: down there right
0: well out on the
1: out in the sea it's complete darkness so to be able to see rock stuff you want to you don't want your eyes to dilate you want it as big as possible yeah so if you were to go down below real quick you put your eye patch over that eye to keep it dilated so when you go back up you don't have to like wait i guess i don't know
0: hey i mean honestly i wish i would wear an eye patch if i could see through it because they're just fucking badass <laughs> man like if you see a guy like i think there's the one uh there's the one like navy seal congressman guy that has an eye patch and i'm like well this guy's just the baddest motherfucker that's ever lived he's got a fucking eye patch over here you know like come on come on
1: because the eye patch is the one medical accessory that has not evolved since 1604 it's just a strap and a flap that's same thing we, we were like this is it this is perfect we never change this oh your eyeballs messed up i have the thing that we've been using forever it's black it straps across <laughs> your whole face we don't have anything better
0: yeah yeah and we yeah. don't need anything better no strapping the flaps all you need babe right
1: you uh, know? you're gonna be you're gonna love it <laughs> got this big black it's it's gonna stick out a little bit you can put it on either eye how does it go oh just right across your forehead you you won't even notice it
0: yeah it's gonna leave a nice red line on your forehead gonna look great
1: small medium large oh no no no. one size fits all it's three dollars it's on the bottom shelf of the right aid it's the best thing you could ever buy
0: yeah yeah i legit bought one and i wore it for like 10 minutes and i was like oh this isn't good (laughs) yeah yeah, dude i don't honestly i i remember doing that and my dad was blind and i was like how the fuck did he do it without two eyes i can't even know without one yeah (laughs) brutal brutal stuff so either way you're working at the bajingo factory and when you're there
1: look at buttholes
0: just like all day it's just one meat curtain after another just like like, all right who has the drapes on today whoa is it a camel or is it a suitcase what are we looking at here (laughs) yeah um but either way uh no that's uh that's a delicate subject because that's that's god's place there for sure that's where that's where creation is made um Either way, yep. Yeah. Uh, hardest job in the world, right? Being a mom. Let's let's shout it out. Hardest job in the world they being a mom. I thought mom. roofing as a redhead in the summer was tough, but nope. <laughs> you moms. That's a Bill Burr joke. joke stole it from Bill Burr. But uh, either way, so you're working there. So can you kind of give us a rundown? What was a typical day at the Bajingo house? Mm. And then by Bajingo House, I mean taco stand. And by taco stand, I mean the meat market. And by the meat market, I mean the liquor license. And by the liquor license, I mean the holy house. And by the holy Uh.
2: house,
0: I mean Uh. the scrub brush. And by the scrub brush, I mean the deep dive. And by the deep dive, I mean the waffle twaffle. And uh, yeah, I'm running out of names. Justin, Uh. you got anything? By the waffle twaffle, I mean the... The ham factory. <laughs> <laughs> and by the Where ham factory, the ham? I mean the Molly. Okay, so <laughs> the axe wood warden. Yeah, yeah. And by the axe yeah. warden, we mean the
1: the squish mitten factory.
0: Oh squish mitten. <laughs>
1: god (laughs) this is is just childish now i mean let's talk about how many buttholes you saw and how different they all i mean
0: i'll tell you this i'm pretty proud of us for getting to the squish mitten factory but uh either way so yeah what was a day in the life like at the squish mitten factory that's staying i love that so uh after high
4: school i actually took a year off from college or before i went to college okay so that a year in a life then i was working there full-time um basically i would you know put patients in do blood pressure stuff like that um okay. there's a machine i don't know um if you ever saw one it's called a non-stress test for pregnant women um a lot of like high risk you need to like test the baby's heart rate and everything's okay i would hook people up to the machines oh. all that kind of stuff so yeah i um
0: i'll, I'll tell you my uh, my time in an obgyn office it's uh, it's going to surprise you really short just gonna say <laughs> so i have not seen that machine <laughs> I, 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 I no but you had a baby they're at the hospital they're
3: at the hospital
0: oh maybe uh, i have then. maybe i have because i have seen yeah. i have seen the miracle of childbirth which yeah. is oh that's a mess
1: <laughs> <laughs> i straight up yeah God. me and my girlfriend don't plan on having children but if we do i'm like i'm smoking cigars in the lobby yeah. we're just just kicking it old school you go in there alone you come out with a kid guys i like uh, i
4: slam face first in the motherhood um yeah my oldest i was only 34 weeks pregnant uh and i was i had preeclampsia so i had to have an emergency c-section
1: you have to talk in english you were uh, how many months pregnant and you had what kind of illness
4: Oh god. So I was um 6 weeks from the baby being fully cooked if you will. Oh
3: okay. Shit.
4: Um and then um I had preeclampsia which is basically a concurrent to eclampsia, but um your organs can shut down.
3: Yeah,
4: that's it. Uh, you need
0: those.
4: Do you need them? They're kind of important.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um got to get those clams.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so my doctor, luckily, I had worked for her forever, so she was wonderful, and oh, the her. clam
0: bank! God damn it! I knew we missed one. <laughs> oh my
4: god! Okay. Well, I call my clam, my clam baker, if you
0: will. <laughs> uh, so okay, uh, <laughs> so um, all right. So you're there. You have preeclampsia, right? Mm-hmm. And the doctor was like, "Look, we got to get this bun's about to burn, and we got to get it out of the fucking oven, right?" So yeah, you had. So- Emergency C-section six weeks early, which I mean, that's, so, wow, uh don't yeah. want you to have to relive that. But how was it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
4: I relive it in my book also because, oh. uh, of course, like I couldn't just have a normal, like yep. happy, he- healthy pregnancy. You know, I no, had to have an, of course not. Emergency C-section, have the baby ripped out in like five minutes. And, and then...
0: people wonder why you would worry about things. Yeah, I, yeah, come on. Yeah, right.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my I, God. I wasn't. Oh, like, yeah. obviously, ready yet. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, your book, thing, by the way, link own. in the description. Everyone should check it out, FYI.
4: So, uh, my oldest son was born early. He was only four pounds, six ounces. So he's a tiny little guy. Yeah. Um, and had to be in NICU for just like almost two weeks, which was really hard. Yeah. Um, oh, that's it. It's, yeah. Yeah. And he actually had um, his lungs weren't all the way developed. So, that's like the biggest, the lungs are yeah. the last thing to develop. Yeah. Um, so he had to have a emergency surgery um, on oh. his lungs. He had a pneumothorax, um, which I found oh. out that like, so I'm in the hospital, right? My blood pressure, blood pressure is really high with preeclampsia. Yeah. So they're trying to like, you know, give me meds and yeah, calm down.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, and we called over to the NICU to, to check on my son. And um, they were like, oh, the doctor will, you know, call you back. And a few minutes later, the doctor comes in the room and I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. She's coming to see us. And she's like, um, your baby turned blue and we had to do an emergency surgery. And I was like, I just lost it. Oh, like, oh. cool. I literally, I literally just sat in the bed, like hysterically crying. And I'm like, is he going to live? Like, I don't, wh- yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, they reassured me and he was fine and um, oh. he was healthy and great. And- yeah
0: that yeah, is be that. Be that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you could have just told hopeful. me he was fine when you were done you son of a bitch
1: <laughs> your yeah. baby uh your baby actually can walk already and we've lost him momentarily but we are going to find him he's yeah. quick and he's slippery still so we're yeah. gonna get him we're yeah. gonna get him yeah. Know, yeah he's not blue but he's very fast dude i'll tell
0: you that i'll tell you the nICU god that place that is a you uh, not for oh, me. I used,
1: to deli- I used to deliver there. I used to deliver medical equipment. That's oh, a party. My, Everyone's yeah. like just in a good mood and like <laughs> having a good time.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so,
3: God,
0: time I, I was up. so
4: much better off than most people. Man, that
0: Oh, it's uh, so we were <laughs> it, my, it was my godson. But Justin, go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: No, I met a 15 year old who had just had twins who were in the <laughs> NICU and I could yeah. just see him like sitting there. He's 15 years old and he just had twins. I was just like, I was like looking through the window. I was like, Your whole life's over. Yeah, (laughs) it's over. You're done. You wrapped it up at 15. 15. You're just like, I'm good. We're just going to have two kids. (laughs) It's not even one. Like, one, you could still try and pull together a normal life. You have two children (laughs) now you're responsible for. You have to buy a different car. At 15. (laughs) At 15. You can't even fucking drive yet. They were both, both parents were 15 years old. Uh, and they were both premature babies. So, like, you know, that, that's the difficulties of that having to be at the hospital in and out. And God uh, forbid, like, anything's wrong with the kids. And then they have a like, chemistry test. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> i have math are you gonna watch jeffrey and guys
0: i miss i'm missing fourth period lunch to be here so what's going on
1: you know like i'm in 10th grade i don't know where uh guam is but i have to raise children
0: could you legit could you imagine what i knew you when you were in 10th grade i think we all we all knew we like i knew both of you in 10th 10th grade grade. yeah yeah could you imagine (laughs) having twins in 10th grade god bless them oh god bless them
4: seriously Wow. I couldn't imagine yeah. having twins as an adult. D- oh dude,
0: so, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it, yeah. it at
1: 36. Yeah. me. Yeah. I couldn't do it right now. It'd be a no. nightmare.
0: No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. want to do it. I wouldn't want to.
1: Yeah. I'd refuse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Be like, Tag, you're in. I'm out of here. <laughs> no that's dude yeah that's 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 so much but yeah the NICU um to get back on a sad note like we started the show uh but no not a sad (laughs) note sorry uh to get on a downer note yeah NICU uh just just the most heartbreaking place in the world really yeah yeah. yeah, just just I mean you know prayers out for everyone in NICU just uh God bless you I would
1: uh I would deliver the chop and it is humbling to be like cranky for work and then like walking into a place and seeing sick children in wheelchairs. And you're like, I guess my life's like, I'd still be like, I'd be upset that I could no longer be upset. I'd be like, I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I can buck off and get through the rest of my day.
0: Dude. I I always wondered too. Right. Like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin.
1: No, that's it. Yeah. Like I can, I can get through this. (laughs) I'm not a child in a wheelchair in a hospital.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you, And I always wonder too, like, like you're saying your son had to have emergency surgery. Like I remember like my daughter and like, honestly, any baby or child you hold, right? Like they are like the most precious, innocent, incredible things, right? They're little shit monsters, but they are incredible. And like, even like the thought of harm coming to any child is really upsetting, but the, like to have to cut like they had to the legit cut a child right like to have the strength to do that you're either like just the, like the strongest person or you're a fucking monster right? like let's not get it twisted so whoever that is they need we need a are fucking psyche are you psych are, are
1: you insinuating that ba- people who do surgeons on ba- or surgeries on babies are or- uh, psychopaths or but, i mean i think
0: we'd all be okay with cutting an adult i I mean i'll slice it <laughs> no, i know you right mean,
1: it's like uh what do you want to be when you grow up you're like i want to cut babies open <laughs> D- dude yeah could you can imagine right yes, and i'll <laughs>
4: say they're some of the most amazing
1: yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. know how they this do it. the lord's work they don't, did I...
4: like literally 24 hour shifts
0: like yeah uh, so craziness. we had a uh, former guest of the show friend of the show and mother of former co-host of the show bonnie mccormick party boy pete's mom she was a nurse for 25 years and she was a nurse at chop which is children's hospital of philadelphia aka chop number one children's hospital in the world number one in the fucking world right and so she was there and i remember talking to her about this like the person who is like able to do, to perform surgery on a child, that is the strongest person because in their mind, they're not doing like, they're do, their whole thought process is what is best for the child, right? So like the person, they, they love the child the most because they're willing to harm the child in a way to do what's best for the child. And that is the, that is like, come on. Is there anything fucking stronger than that? Like fucking forget about it. Who are we? Who are we over here? Fucking come on. You know, I don't care what you're doing, but yeah, you're fucking, you know, so either way, so you're working at the clan bank. Right. And, uh, so, <laughs> um, either way, working at the, working at the taco stand. So you're there and, uh, a regular day in life. How did we get on you having kids? Uh, Whatever. We went there. But, I literally
4: uh, don't know how that happened.
0: You jumped. <laughs> you yeah. Splins you jumped, You you jumped into motherhood six weeks early. That old chestnut. And mm-hmm. yeah. But now your son strong, happy, healthy, just a beautiful boy. So yeah. yeah, you are blessed. You have you have a beautiful family. I will say that Thank beautiful, you. beautiful family. And you're a great follow on Insta. If anyone wants to check out these good looking little rascals, check out <laughs> on Lark. So spell it for it though. So uh,
4: <clears throat> l-e-a-r-k-e-l-l-c yep my and, handle
0: and there'll be a link in the description so check it out very cool Um, uh, link yeah. will be a link for everything in the description because we're going to get more on that later so you're at the O B G Y N. so a day in the life how many you know are you looking at a day Um. Uh,
4: so i didn't go in for regular like you know your regular checkups I went in for like procedures. So there were okay. days I didn't see, I didn't see any. You know? I don't want,
0: I don't want to hear yeah. this horse shit. Right. When you have, when you have a lady coming in right mm-hmm. in your mind, you have to think like, Oh my God, what does her bajingo look like? I'm going in the, I'm going in the room for this one right like does I this i can't
4: say that's ever crossed my mind
0: that has to happen that has i mean it's not <laughs> it's not you've seen one bajingo you've seen all the bajingos right it's you know every bajingo <laughs> is its own bajingo you know what i mean right like i feel yeah, I mean, like I...
4: but like from working there like
0: you just got it's no,
4: it's no different than looking at a hand you know what i mean like it, it's it's that
1: yeah, but, like, I mean, obviously, you keep, like, track of, like, a top three, like, horror shows you've seen, like, please explain <laughs> yeah. them in detail from worse the ones you've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it was the Nightmare Before Christmas with a lot of these, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no,
4: I just, yeah. Yeah, that's you've, not erased my all, mind. you've erased all of that,
0: happily. Yeah. But, no, I can't imagine, I mean, oh, also, the OBGYN at your place, man or woman?
4: Uh, all women.
0: All women. So.
1: Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even say that. So I was a lady. I would want a lady. You say that?
3: Yeah,
0: I no. feel like that doesn't matter. Like I just said no. Yeah. Mm. You know, I mean, could you imagine, though? Like, imagine being an OBGYN and your, your reference, like, oh, go to my mom told me about you. You're going there, like you know, like if you're the end, you're just like, Oh, you and your mother, you look exactly <laughs> that's awful to think about. Uh, we're I'm, I'm not gonna ask
1: Molly, so don't worry. Um, but yeah, they don't, way- they don't I'm have that, uh, they don't have that for dudes, like you go to a, a dick doctor, he's like, Oh, you and your father, the same penis. Oh, look the at you is- <laughs> He's like oh that didn't pass down. You like what didn't pass down? I'm like oh well, your father was quite the man. He's like I don't yeah. want to go here anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like I thought your father was Jewish. What happened to you? L'chaim. Yeah. So either way, um, okay. We'll get off. We'll get off the OBGYN, aka the taco stand, aka the clam bank, aka the squish mitten, aka the you know the the, the hippopotamus um <laughs> but either way so after you leave the ob right you mm-hmm. go from there and you would have like a bunch of different roles there as you talked about whoa we i do want to touch on this so while you're at the ob you met someone special i did and I met my husband let's talk about it how did that okay. go how'd you meet him and uh <laughs> it's i mean you know let's get into it so all right we won't say his name, but you can okay. say the fake name you had for him. But uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so either way.
4: So we'll call him Paul. Paul. Um, yep. Yeah. So that's his fake name. Got it. So uh, I don't know how old I was at that point. I had already graduated college. Um, and I was and living at home.
3: Okay. Living, yep.
4: Yeah. Living at home with my parents. Um, and Paul lived across the street. And I was just very fascinated in this gorgeous man um yep. and Ball what dark he was doing handsome. yep yep uh <laughs> uh so i finally got up a nerve to go over and ask him if he wanted to go out for a drink so we did and i fell in love with him that night and uh yeah the rest is history
0: wow <laughs> nice kismet. yeah
4: yeah i literally text my mom at the night we were out and i'm like i, I love him i just like
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know i was <laughs>
4: I just
0: knew. Yep. Wow. Justin, uh, yeah. do you think you've ever been on a
1: date where a girl texts her mom that they love you? <laughs> no, nah. it, takes, it takes a couple of days to get a, I'm yeah. I a little rough around the edges.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> what would, about I, you? Uh, no, definitely, definitely <laughs> not. Um, I probably had a couple, Hey mom, can you just uh, call the police? Kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but you know, maybe not that. But uh, no, I've never had any of that. But it's just, I don't think I've ever been. Well, I don't know. I knew I was going to marry my wife after the first date, but she did not know that. <laughs> she she didn't know, but I knew. But yeah, no, I knew I was going to marry her like right away after like one of the first, one of our first nights I ever met her. I knew I was going to marry her.
1: Yep. Done and um, done. We I was up. like,
0: I've been dreaming about you for a while. Finally, glad I ran into you so
1: (laughs) all begrudgingly,
0: yeah it's like it took Uh, you long enough yeah look who decided to show up (laughs) um but okay so you would meet your husband whose fake name is paul and so
4: he's named paul because i was you know doing some like uh background you know investigation on him slight stalking
0: sure um that old chestnut
4: and i didn't know his name so yeah i hate the name paul sorry if anyone named paul um so that's why i gave him that name because I, I figured he was gonna have some hideous name yeah uh but he didn't thank god
0: <laughs> what what would have been the worst name how do you like if like you know what would have been the worst name for
1: him to have haggis <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh gosh I, I really don't like the
1: name Paul. Could have been, It could have been. That. Paul, <laughs> Paul is number one. Hate it. Hey, Paul.
0: I know. I know one that. All would have of ruined our Paul <laughs>
1: viewership is just plummeted. Yeah, plummeted.
0: We're doing um,
1: terrible in Pauls.
0: Yeah, Pauls just they just you know we're the you know we're do great in all other demographics. Fifty plus we crush, but we're losing half of our fifty plus market because how many Pauls are fifty plus? Like Paul's <laughs> rule, fifty plus you kidding me We're losing half of 50 plus sorry for all the pauls out there yeah i hey. feel
4: bad I feel bad for all the polls
0: fans fans of the show listeners of the show to all the pauls out there you know one love from the working peapod.
1: so <laughs> hey, i'm with molly i hate you wow even mccartney, even McCartney. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna stick there i'm gonna double down on this yep pete rose uh oh that's pete god damn <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, an idiot. What are the Paul and Mary? That
0: made sense to me. You're fine with <laughs> Peter and Mary, but you'll leave yeah, out
1: Paul. P- yeah, screw Pete Rose while we're at it.
0: Um Paul, Paul McCartney. Burnham. Bunyan?
1: What did Bunyan ever do? Oh Bunyan. Him and his him and his blue ox. Oh, babe! Blue ox, <laughs> babe? Come on. I like the Ooh. whole concept of him skating like with the butter to grease the skillet before they made him giant pancakes. <laughs> so, like, the, the, the townspeople would put like butter yeah. on their feet and just skate around on the big skillet but i dude could you <laughs> I those pancakes mean, in that book always look so good
0: imagine this though right imagine you are skating on butter on a on a hot skillet that's <laughs> gonna cook a like a three-ton pancake right yeah imagine you're skating on there and you slip oof <laughs> It's, <laughs> that's it. it's a, yeah, you're getting a, I mean, it's going to be well, a baked like, clam. There yeah, there.
1: exactly. Screw Paul Bunyan. <laughs> they, they bring him his pancake. It's only five townspeople in this one, Paul. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, dude, I did love the Paul Bunyans. They should do a Paul Bunyan movie. I know they I did, lost. they did, they did like uh, Patrick Swayze. Shout out, uh, former fan of the show, listener, show, one love, Patrick Swayze. Um, but they did do a movie where it was called like Folk. Tales or something i don't know but they did tall tales i think it was called but they had like pecos bill paul bunyan and john henry right like all those like yeah. american folk yeah. they had like a movie i think oliver platt paid, played paul bunyan big fan of oliver platt fan of the show listen to the show but yeah so either way i wish they would do that movie right get paul bunyan <laughs> done and do it right flapjacks yeah, right. flannel blue oxes let's fucking go all right <laughs> So either way, uh, you meet your husband, you're working at the Clam Bank, right? You're working at the Squishy Mitten Factory. You Mm -hmm. leave there, right? And then you would go to the Easton Animal Hospital as a receptionist. How did that go?
4: Not well. Um... Not well.
0: Okay. (laughs) Not well. Uh, Can you give us a skinny as to what's going down?
4: So I still work for my mom at this point. Sure. Which was like wonderful to have that she was like um, your safety right yeah she was my safety net
0: yeah um
4: yeah and uh yeah i just went to the animal hospital to just make some extra money yeah um it was just like not a happy place to be i feel like
0: just near me about it,
4: it just yeah i just uh i was Good. basically miserable i was like I only work on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and I just like oh my god the dread like, I had like yeah. ugh, you're you're god. like look
0: I'll go back to staring at 50 you know 50 bajingos <laughs> and 40 assholes a day before I come back to this place all right get your shit together
4: I, I was think it the I people? only
1: was it the animals
4: the, yeah. no I love the animals
1: yeah.
4: um definitely some of the
1: people yeah <laughs> um shout out <laughs> like this one cat's just such a dick. If I gotta yeah, see him one more time,
0: <laughs> if I uh, have to put milk in this fucking asshole saucer one more time, I'm telling you. If this guy uh, doesn't wipe his feet after the litter box,
4: there definitely was some amazing people, but yeah, I feel like it only takes one bad one to ruin the
1: one yeah. apple to ruin the bunch. Yeah, <laughs> ain't that the truth?
0: Ain't that the truth.
4: So so yep. yeah, um, I think I was there for like I don't even think I was there
0: two years. Oh wow, you you made it that long, huh?
4: Oh yeah, I mean I sucked it up and was miserable.
0: Yeah.
4: Um it's the same place my mom's worked forever,
0: so oh. I felt
4: like that. I you, didn't you want to. You didn't disappoint want to, her. Yeah,
0: you didn't like, want to run and gun on your mom. Yeah, because it was her yeah. reputation too. Yeah. And so I've you, known the
4: owners forever. And I was just like, you know, I love them. They're, they're amazing. Uh, you know? Oh,
0: wow. Um, so some well, of the doctors. So it's just like a couple people kind of ruined it for you. Did you tell your mom and was she just like, ah, don't worry about it kind of thing or what?
4: Um, well, I feel like my mom lets everything just roll off of her. I mean, hot uh, people no, I, do that. I, I don't, I wish I had that and they've got oh, it. Don't
0: that. we all. Oh, um,
4: leave. Oh, God, like that's literally me. nothing bothers her
3: yeah. uh
4: no but i definitely told her a lot of stuff she knew i was really unhappy and i think yeah. she understood well, i know she understood why like a lot of the you know issues and stuff yeah um yeah so i just told her i'm like i just can't do this um
0: yeah
4: i'm quitting and she was like that's yeah, fine
0: <laughs> yeah no good i mean yeah she gets it and it's not like you were like not not doing it's not like you're doing a no call no show you legit tried and you're like mom just i'm fucking sick of this freaking asshole named jerry fuck you jerry we know who you are but no you were just (laughs) sick of the bs and you're like all right i'm done and your mom's like all right see you later honey i'm gonna make some stuffed (laughs) shells tonight so (laughs) either way so let's keep it moving right so after you leave here, is this when you had, like, the downtime and, like, that's when you did the book or?
4: So I left there in 2014, I think. Um, okay. I didn't have my oldest son until
0: 2017. Got
4: it. So that's when I started writing the book. So, ah. like, <laughs> that was, like, in between years. Um, I worked for my mom. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like I just and that's and what I and,
0: did. and you had the hardest job in the world. You were a mother. Let's like, let's not forget this. Okay. <laughs> this is true. The yeah, hardest I mean, job in the it, world. In they were, the world. It's the hardest job. I'm this telling is true. you. you know? yeah.
4: And going from one co- child to two, so much harder.
0: You would think too, uh, right? If mom's is the hardest, right? Is dad's even in the top 10? No, it's not. It's not even the top thousand right apparently being a dad's not tough at all i'll tell you this toughest part of being a dad is dealing with your fucking crazy mother of your child tell you that toughest part of being a fucking dad ask any fucking dad out there it ain't the kid it ain't the fucking kid i'll pay you that pay you that for free (laughs) fucking yeah (laughs) yeah except
4: me except me of course
0: um yeah yeah paul paul is definitely shaking his head no when i'm saying that yeah oh yeah yeah paul one love buddy i know you're
3: uh,
4: <laughs> um, yeah those were a lot of really rough years though so
0: yeah were you like uh, trying to like come to grips with a lot of issues is that why or
4: i feel like i, I was going through a major depressive episode in the beginning yeah. of 2015 yeah um my mother in law had passed away while um, oh, fuck. We were, my husband and I were engaged.
0: Were you close with her?
4: I, I didn't know her that long. I mean, I, she was a sweetheart. Yeah. I, wish I, I hate that I, I don't have her. Yeah. Um, but it, it was an awful, This awful experience. And yeah. then um, my husband's father um, didn't do well after she passed away because he was just like, couldn't deal. Yeah. So he wound up dot passing away in 2015. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like three years apart, and there we are, like, you know,
3: just yeah. married
4: and trying to deal with all this stuff. Um, and then I had gone off my meds because I wanted to try to start having kids and got pregnant and had a miscarriage.
0: Yeah. Uh, so which was
4: Oh yeah. I'm a real, let me tell you, everything that can happen happens to me.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 You're just a (laughs) magnet for good luck. You are. Yeah. Uh,
4: Yeah. So then I was like off my meds so long that I was just like getting depressed again. Um, but yeah, then I finally in 2017, um, 2016 I got pregnant and delivered my oldest son in June of 2017. Um, yeah, then after that, like that summer is when I started writing. Right, Bible. Cool. So, yeah. And it helps
0: you vent some of like your issues and like things you're sure. feeling. And then when did the when was the book published?
4: Uh, I published it this June of
0: 2021. All right. Oh, wow. So I thought it was, I thought it had been out for longer than that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and it, it's out and it's available now and you can purchase it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. And there's a link in the description of this episode. Okay. highly recommend you check it out. Uh, so either way, so you do the book and I want to get, we're going to get more in the book later, but then also how long. Okay. So you do the book, right? Like you have this mm-hmm. time, you're going through this period and like you're really just like adjusting your life and coming into your own and like and like trying to work through your problems and you all while having children and a husband and a family and like all these things keep piling up and that's like you know husband children family is that's the stuff you don't even have to pay for let alone all the bills you have and like homes and and things like that you know so like all that sure. stuff just it adds up and it can be so much and there's a lot of pressure and when you have like a high stress or high anxiety it wears on people and it wears on you. So you needed like this outlet and then you were able to pour yourself into this and kind of like, it almost did it give you like, like a, like a God's eye view almost of like your life when you're going yeah, through this sure. book, you're like, Oh wow. All of this is like, you're kind of connecting the dots on the way. Would you say that kind of helped? When yeah, you read the for book? sure.
4: I feel like I actually, so my goal was to set out and be on as honest as possible.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, Because, you know, I shared there about worrying that I hit somebody with my car because I wanted someone to read it and understand what I was, you know, what other people go through that. Uh, But there's actually chapters in that book that the time was so hard. I don't, I I still don't want to read it.
0: Wow, Like I wrote
4: it, but I don't want to go back and read it.
0: Wow. That tough, huh?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We don't have to relive that stuff. So (laughs) no, but so you, but honestly, I'll tell you, There, I, I consider myself, I am somewhat open on the show. There's a lot of stuff I won't talk about, about myself and about like my personal life and my wife and things like that. And I'll joke and I'll make fun. And yeah, I, I joke about like, you know, my wife and things like that. But I will say this, like when you're talking about your father-in-law not doing well after losing his wife, if God, I fucking pray to God that it never happens. But if, yeah, if I were to lose my wife, I would be just done. It would, it would kill me. It would absolutely yeah. kill me. And I think
1: most husbands feel that way. So, uh, yeah, I made my girlfriend promise me before we started dating that she has to outlive me. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny, I
4: always,
1: tell, I always tell my husband
0: that I want to go first, so. Really? Yeah, I'm selfish. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I would hate my, one of my biggest fears, and I, God, I just hope it, I pray to God it never happens, but I would hate having to tell my daughter that mommy's not coming back right Absolutely. like i would fucking that like just the thought of it. Yeah, nobody wants that no one yeah, no. no one i'd rather i'd rather you know i'd rather be my mom having to tell her i'm not coming back than the other way around i would say that but yeah no that's a that's a legit fear that you know it is real but you're you're going through this you're doing all this stuff right but you get through like you finally get through the book and then what was the process like of getting it out there and publishing it and doing all this stuff? Like it's, that's not an easy task, right? No, like it, it's it was, like the whole thing, like, cause you have to get it edited and proofread and copies and copies and all these different things. And it was handwritten, right? At first. I,
4: I actually wrote it uh, on my computer.
0: Oh, so okay. I usually, so I would... usually
4: journal with, uh, by hand. I, I keep a journal. Uh, but for some reason I just started typing one day and that's what turned into the book yeah so what i originally started typing is what i finished with that's the same
0: cool wow
4: um but yeah so when
0: <laughs> COVID you happened- ever go back and like like just like flip through the pages of like 10 years ago in a journal and be like oh what did i write that day oh wow Jesus.
4: oh my god so, I always joke that like I seriously should just burn my journals because I never <laughs> want someone to open it and read like my thoughts. Cause, um, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's like my my private what's happening in here, you know, get it out.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I hear. So, sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. So, you're saying COVID, no, okay. COVID's happened. So, so, COVID
4: happened. So, I figured it was a good time to finally get my book edited. So, I, um, I did like a online website looking for an editor and you can like put like, I forget how many thousand words it was in and you like explain what your story's about. And if there's an editor that's interested in reading it, they get in contact with you. Um, So luckily someone wanted to read the whole book. Uh, So they contacted me and he was formerly a um, editor at Simon and Schuster, which is like a huge um, yeah. book company uh, a publisher
3: yeah um,
4: so he you know Old read Simon my work and Schuster. And, yeah
3: Yeah. so
4: yeah he read my work and um, was like you know that's definitely I mean he wrote me like the nicest like opening letter he's like I had just like no freaking idea like <laughs> what I learned from this book um, and how like raw it is and honest yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think was what he liked. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I'm embarrassed by any of the stories, but there's stuff I, I share in there that I like, I had reservations about putting it in <laughs> and I was just like, ah, eh, Nope, I'm going to go for it. That's what I, I set out to do. And I'm, I'm going to do
0: it. No God bless um, you. And that's, I'll tell you, and I will say this, I like, it takes a lot of courage to do what you've done. You know, like there's some stories you share in there and They're like to even relive some of them and I'm, you know, and there's one I'm talking about in particular and even to like relive that and share that it takes tremendous courage and strength. So I do like, I think everyone should applaud you for that. And if they want to check out the stories we're talking about, you know, just click the link in the description. You can purchase it on Amazon. Hey, oh. So either way. Um, Uh, All right. So, yeah. yeah. So the editor hits you back saying like, God, this is great. Really good and then so what's the next steps after the editor what do you do with him
4: so from there their job's kind of done you know i have a polished book and my yeah my next thing to do is find a publisher which is uh really hard hard to do
0: Um, let me know scott and bell uh scott and scott and bell publishing they're uh uh, they're you know sponsor of the show there we go
4: oh really
0: yeah so next (laughs) when you're writing book number two let me know but yeah (laughs) i will
4: (laughs) yeah um so yeah i reached out to a bunch of publishers and i feel like you have to find the publisher that wants to publish that thing yeah. when you have it
3: yeah
4: um and i was getting so much anxiety from not hearing back from them or hearing like uh, ah, why do i want to publish this yeah, yeah um yeah. so i was just like you know what i'm just doing it i had my um my psychologist who i've seen since college she had read the entire manuscript and she was just like, holy crap, like, this is, I feel like I learned more about you just reading this. Oh,
3: that's
4: uh, great. And I, actually, my husband said that too. He's like, I feel like I know you better like because I can verbalize it, you know, in words. Yeah.
3: yeah.
4: Um, that's and that's what she was like, this will help so many people, even family members that have someone that suffer from basically any anxiety disorder it doesn't have to be ocd specific because my anxiety i have generalized anxiety i also suffer from 88 AD, um uh, uh which that was a surprising one for me but makes a lot of sense yeah. Um, so yeah i mean i feel like it's a really good resource um i've actually i lived by Lafayette college so i went to the counseling center there and talked to the head of the counseling center they have um one of my copies there is like a reference for students if they
0: come in that they could you know read that yeah it's awesome that's awesome I'll tell you too like you know it's man it like I'm happy that you didn't like let the the publishers like because they can fuck off right like they don't get to determine like how like because your book's incredible and you put like you legit put your heart and soul into this book. Like you're, you're like pouring out onto these pages and it's like, for them, they're just lazy. You know, like if anyone were to take a look at that, they realize like, no, this, we need to get this out here and we should do this not only because it's good, but it is because it's the right thing to do and it's fucking good. Right. Like just, you know, when when this is on HBO in a couple of years, then you yeah, can tell the you know. publishers to fucking right there, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that honestly, yeah. sh- I mean, you know, I I mean, I, I feel mean, like
4: it's an easy read. I feel like people yeah. have said to me, I read it, you know, in one day, I couldn't stop reading it.
3: Yeah, um, I'm very very,
4: very dry uh sarcastic humor <laughs> so that's definitely um in there a lot because that's Get how out of with...
0: here, you
4: yeah
0: <laughs> no. i know it's shocking
3: give me um... a
0: break <laughs> the, the 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 owner of the Clam bank come on
3: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, yeah but,
4: but yes yeah, so i feel like it's you know there's definitely sad stuff and you know hard to read stuff but i feel like there's stuff that like i I still read it and laugh out loud, like think like that I'm <laughs> someone's reading Did you pull
3: that. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
4: actually like put that in there,,
3: yeah.
4: um, and everything's like it is one hundred percent true,
0: yeah,
4: um and I've had so many so I sell the book at my business also
0: um, which we'll, and, which we'll talk about in a minute
4: um I've had so many people reach out to me mostly privately, um yeah, just to tell me how much like it meant to them to have someone share something so real yeah um and how much it helped them like think they weren't crazy you know yeah of,
3: you yeah.
0: Know. yeah yeah it's i mean you know it's almost like a backhanded compliment when they're saying like god i used to think i was crazy then i read your book
4: <laughs> <laughs> i learned about you
0: <laughs> then Brad. i read your book and i'm like oh my god I should run for president. I'm so sane. Yeah.
4: I, I always say like um that like I feel insane. And my psychologist has always said, if you feel insane, you're actually sane. If you're oh. insane, you don't think you you're
3: insane. True. So true. so yeah, that's yeah. a good thing, I guess. I mean, I'm saying um,
0: true, like because yeah, I'm not insane at all. <laughs>
3: <Hey> guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> right?
0: Right? No?
3: Okay. Uh, but yeah i um
4: yeah I feel like I talk about it by book too, like sometimes it's really hard to look at yourself and think like you get so caught up in that like, oh my God, I'm so down, and nothing's like good or whatever, um yeah, but like you know, I made it through college, I got my degree, I did things I wanted to do, and yeah um you know anyone can do it, you just have to
0: you just gotta wanna do it
4: gotta yeah, just gotta yeah. do
3: it,
0: yeah. There is honestly, when people talk about like doing something that you like to set out to do something, the first step is always the hardest, right? Like it's doing it right. Like but once you know, like you can learn something new, it's just, you just can fucking do it. Right. Like, it's just like, but you do have to have in your mind of like, I don't fucking care what gets in the way I'm not going to stop until this is done or until I do this. Right. You do have to have that mentality and you do have to be humbled. Right. Like, you know, like being humbled is part of the process where like, you're realizing like, Oh fuck, people really don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like there is that part of it. Right. But it's like in your mind, like you're doing it, but you have to do it. You're not doing it for like notoriety or gratification from others or you know commendations from others or anything like that you're doing it because it's the right thing to do and it's good for you internally and it's good for other people as well no that and honestly you what you do it is it's like it's a service that you provide in a way where it's like you're you're giving strength to other people and it takes a special person to do that and i've always known you were special you know <laughs> since day 1 so even before you wrote a book so fucking look at this guy <laughs> over
3: here how smart i am
0: fucking hey <laughs> so all right so let's uh let's Keep it on, keep it on moving down the road. So like we said, uh, the book, Hold On, Let Me Check by Molly Godfrey. There'll be a link in the description of this episode. I do implore everyone to check it out. It's a great read and it's really, really good for, you know, anyone suffering from anyone, anyone, really, you don't have to be suffering from anxiety or some kind of OCD or anything like that. You just have to be a person and then you can hear another person's real story and, you know, kind of get some perspective on your life. So I want to keep it moving because there's something else we got to shout out and there's more links than we got to put in this description. So right now, not only is she a self-published author, right? She said, fuck all you hoes. I'm going to open up my (laughs) own business, (laughs) right? So the, the name of the, so the, the shop is called Lark, right? And it's spelled L-E-A-R-K-E. It's in downtown Easton right? There'll be a link in the description of the episode. There'll be a link uh, for all the socials associated with uh, Lark and everything like that. And I will say on Instagram, you're a great follow. I follow you on Instagram. You're awesome. Yeah. Oh no. I love it. You do great with like the pictures and everything you're posting. I think it's great stuff. And just a lot of it's your merch and stuff like that. I think it's awesome. And it's a really like, it's one of those places where like I know my wife is going to love this place.
1: So (laughs) yeah so no send but, her
4: my way
0: oh I, hey please <laughs> i'm not that rich so maybe not. how do you spell it
1: again spell it again la
0: l-e-a-r-k-e lark so let's get this so what Found was yeah, what, what was the inspiration for this right how did it come about how did you start it and what are you doing there so give us give us the running down
4: all right so um i feel like i mean for a long while i always wanted to do have a business of my own that's changed over the years from wanting a cafe to a store like i have um, yeah I just basically knew I wanted to work for myself because I right. hate working for somebody else.
0: <laughs> do you think that came from like also is like seeing your mom be a boss ass bitch, just like running shit with the doggy kennel, right? Like, is I, yeah. Do you I think feel like, like that has something to do with it?
4: I feel like a little bit, but I feel yeah. like a lot of it has to do with I'm, I just want to be in charge of my life in all right. aspects. Right. I don't want someone telling me I can't, go on vacation for a month if I want to, or whatever, you know, it's like life's too short. And I just want to live it the way I want to live it.
0: Yeah. Um, No one one likes being micromanaged.
4: No, just just ask my husband. He hates it.
0: Uh. (laughs) You mean the happiest guy in the world, your husband, right? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'll um, tell you this. It's humbling every day when you come home to the person who has the hardest job in the world. Really humbling every day (laughs) 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 so sorry keep it going so Uh the inspiration behind lark
4: so yeah so kind of always just wanted to do my own thing um have you know just that it it represents me who i am it's very inclusive um but when i it started because um, a friend of mine at the time we were out having coffee and we saw this place was up for rent Went and looked at it and it was like the perfect price, the perfect space. Yeah. So we just jumped right in. Yeah. Just literally like within the week we signed the lease. Um, and that's actually how the name came about. Everyone asked me about the name. I get all sorts of people literally call me and they're like, How do you say this? Like, like they're having a fight over it. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's, it's a portfolio. So. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah. Um but uh, it's a yeah, it's a portmanteau of my my children's names and my former business partner's son. Oh, uh,
0: so that's nice. why
4: it's spelled that way. Uh, yeah. So and did
1: you say portmanteau? portmanteau? Yeah, I was gonna say not me, but like for everyone else, like what's a portmanteau? <laughs> <laughs> like is that you? Is that the cheese that has olives in it?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: No, yeah, it's the, sure it's the they're...
0: it's the little orange thing
1: inside the olive right
0: that's exactly right it's exactly the right. portmanteau uh, that's the little I it's called
1: pulmet- yeah. i think you meant to say loaf it's uh yeah
0: the placenta yeah placenta loaf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
4: um
0: so you just basically- couldn't get away from that obgyn could huh? okay. just add yeah, the man. name yeah <laughs> all right um
4: so a portmanteau is just a combination of like it's a word that you create from other right. words yeah so that's what that means uh, just that's, a fancy word for i
0: mean i think that's all that's all words right
4: yeah basically
0: what are you gonna do, um, down to it because yeah.
4: it's, it's it's not a word like i created it you know yeah um
0: i like it though i like too that you're like it could like you've created it and you legit can choose any way to pronounce it but you choose the one that no one thinks of (laughs) like you you intentionally chose lark because it's like oh no keep guessing because that's not right yeah keep trying to pronounce it correctly but because you're wrong but
4: some of it the reason it's pronounced that way um is because we started on a lark like just
1: yes on a lark taking me for a lark yep don't um so
4: that's why it's pronounced all right. but, um, I lark it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to use that as like my <laughs> slogan.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to shuffle out. I'm going to go. Guys. Oh, man. God, <laughs> God, God, God damn it. Damn. God, damn
0: goddamn you son of, you fucking down dog you you fucking slaying son of a bitch you motherfucker you motherfucker you i'm fucking joe pesci in you right now with you motherfucker that was fucking great that was absolutely that was that's Love some that. of your best work i'll say it right now you fucking Strunza. okay so yep we got lark we got it going down in chinatown Right.
4: Yep. So it's so, in the historic district of Easton, um, and something you didn't mention that Easton's known for is Crayola. Yeah. Uh, crayons. Oh, yeah. So the Crayola um, factory. That's downtown. Yeah. Um, yep. It's a couple, like a couple blocks away from me, uh, and Easton's really like coming a long way. It's it's awesome what's happening. Uh, yeah. A lot of redevelopment, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. My store is basically. It's like a boutique gift store, I guess is what I'd call it, but doesn't yeah. really do it justice. Uh,
0: yeah.
4: it's something you'd find in Brooklyn.
0: It's really basically. cool. It's a really cool, like, no, it's very unique, but it's also very like like you you like you go something, like you're gonna go in there and be like, oh, that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those places, you know what I mean, yeah. where it's like it's just like a really cool, creative, like awesome kind of shop, you know, that fucking women love. Women women in the gays they just there's, fucking there's, love there's place. a
4: lot of men that love it too let me tell you yep i a like stuff them.
0: yeah i like yeah. containers i like uh i yep. like good packaging i like buying stuff for my wife and this is the yep. place you do it no it's, it's a place no a lot it's, of
4: christmas presents being bought right now for hey, a place, so that's
0: great no that's awesome yeah. no it's uh it's it is like you said it's for everybody I will say this. Now, this is something, too, that I've kind of seen happen in recent years in towns, like in, in the, like this area. And I don't know if it's across the country, but like I remember when I was coming up, like the downtowns or the main the, the main strips, right? Like those kind of areas, they weren't like great, you know, right. And then there, you know, so like a few years ago, there started to be a flip of like, hey, why are we wasting this real estate? Let's put some nice shops. Let's put some nice restaurants. Let's put a couple bars. Let's put some fucking cool things here for get some foot traffic going, get some Friday night popping, right? Like, and kind of bring in a nice element here. So, is that what you're saying? Like, has Easton kind of done that where they're kind of like turning it around, making the downtown the happening place?
4: It is definitely the happening place. Um, So, my parents are born and raised in Easton also. Yep. And, like back when they were younger, you came downtown for everything. That was where all the stores were, you know, everything you had to do. You walked there. It was a nice place to go. And then somewhere along the way, it got a little
3: sketchy. Um,
4: for quite a while. I mean, like, it's only been probably the last maybe five, 10 years that it's really starting to turn, but we do have some beautiful architecture and buildings, um, and first came restaurants. We started getting like a lot of really cool restaurants. Yeah. Um, some of like literally the best restaurants I've ever eaten at are in Houston. They're oh, wow. just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, they have a great, like,
0: great barbershop too. Probably the, the
2: probably greatest. Probably
0: one of the best barbershops you'll ever see. Leo's Barbershop, right? Uh, yes. Ran by a fan of the show, friend of the show, and soon to be guest of the show, the great Chris Corona uh leo's barbershop downtown easton i'm telling you if you like looking good if you like getting a fresh cut and you like being a fucking boss that's the place to go from what i'm told
4: it it is my son had his first haircut there fucking Um, look at this look
0: look at this this.
4: and he's right kind of across the street from me a little diagonal so him and i
0: you'll say he's adjacent
4: he's across the street but like down a couple buildings so right sure That old chestnut. yeah So we're representing 4th Street downtown.
0: Hey, hey, (laughs) love that. Just to let you know, Working Perspectives Podcast is a member of 4th Street Productions, LLC. Just Oops. letting you know. That's my production company. Yeah. forest Street production LLC. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. I have a job with a salary, 401k, full benefits, and I have a production company. No big deal. It's a, <laughs> thing. a thing. We don't have to make a whole thing about it. No, we don't yeah, have to a big, big, deal. big deal. So, but <laughs> either way, so I do remember back in the day, downtown Easton not being the best when I was there. At least mm-hmm. uh, this is how great it was. Is that, isn't there a theater down there? Like what's mm-hmm. the big, it's like, like uh like an actual theater, like people, like acts would yep. come to perform, right? Yep. Like what's um, So
4: that's the state theater. It's called the state so theater.
0: The state theater, uh, mm-hmm. their headliner at the state theater. And this is back, like, we'll say like 2005, right? Maybe that area, 2004, 2005, their headliner and sold out all three nights, Carrot Top. That's just
1: hey. what, that's
0: just what Easton was doing then. That's just what the town was. They're selling out for Carrot Top, right? Like that's yeah. just the kind of town you're looking at. You know, shout, silly, out, uh, shout out, shout yeah. out, Carrot Top fan of the show. I, I went, show. I went
4: yeah. to the show. I went to the show.
1: Did you really? Um, yeah. All yeah, three nights? Yeah,
4: I really did. No, just one. Really?
1: Actually, one. Actually, travel with uh, Carrot Top like fish. Oh yeah. Oh, travel. Wow.
0: No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's like a Grateful Dead fan of yeah, oh. travel yeah. yeah
3: yeah
0: i got you yeah 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 so no okay so easton's done a flip now i know this is like i know for lansdale they did it there's another town near us called phoenixville they did it where like they did what we're saying with like the you know they're just at like up, upping the real estate of their downtown rate like you know which is up the property Street. value yeah which is ups the property value of the whole area right yeah. and like makes it like a happening cool spot so, okay. it, and it and honestly, it had a lot to do with like, I know in Phoenixville, it was like, there was like a town organizer kind of thing. And it was like the same, same thing. They, that person then came to Lansdale and did the same thing. But so that's what you're saying. Easton kind of has done with, you know, cleaning it up yeah. a little.
4: Like properties, like, man, if you would have bought like 10 years ago, you probably would have got some huge building for like a hundred thousand dollars that's worth half a million now yeah oh
0: wow that big of a turnaround it's huge um what was the catalyst do you think
4: i really don't know i really think the restaurant started it um and then our mayor is born and raised in easton and he's just a very
0: let me guess you know nice irish catholic fellow right italian oh get out of here in easton yeah. no yeah. way yeah. i didn't know with the giamoni's and the sportelli's and the fortabono's <laughs> mm-hmm. right you never would have corona thought corona's yeah, yeah. aggressive yeah who yeah. would have thought an italian would be able to do that <laughs> i in know easton of all places unreal get out of dodge
4: you'll like this his family owned a meat market
0: back in the day <laughs> he definitely had well, tubes that killed people definitely <laughs> did oh boy <laughs> that guy's no uh, strunza so okay so like we said you have your shop you're in downtown Easton things are going well how, so how long has this shop been there
4: uh, so I officially opened February 1st
1: 2020 oh so, <laughs> Fuck so all. we're opening shops we're we're releasing books this is uh this has been a productive yeah. pandemic for you that, right <laughs> yeah having a productive pandemic yeah yeah so
4: open six weeks before the pandemic you know it was officially the shutdown which how was, did
0: you survive how did you i don't survive? know i don't know did you uh, do like like how were you like did like did you get the the stimmy and like all of that from the government like what the hell i did
4: happened? not get anything
0: how the Do hell online yeah was it online what were you doing so
4: i did a um i didn't even have an online like website like e-commerce site up yet so that oh was like god. oh my god get it done like now
1: yeah
4: uh, and then easton is really about its community so we have this thing nice. called um the greater easton development project um so they did a lot of promotion for us to help oh. people you That's know awesome. like buy for us and things yeah. like that yeah um because we we were closed all of april
0: Oh, and you well, opened in february <laughs> yeah in february. Oh, god
4: um yes yeah, so um closed all of april at most of may and then like at the end of may we kind of opened but i mean as it opened we opened on our sidewalk we only did sidewalk sales
0: so yeah, yeah. um
3: which, which is hard. like
0: a niche thing but you're doing sidewalk sales in in what? April, right? And yeah. in, yeah. in like April like, like you know. Yeah, then yeah. Not the best weather. No. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah, I don't think we opened inside and, until like the end of summer.
0: Wow. Uh, and even then
4: it was like only two people at a time could come in. Oh we were-
0: my god. And like were you still doing the sidewalk thing at the same time?
4: Not then cuz it was like getting pretty cold out like okay. last holiday season we just yeah. sit inside um
0: but you were able to adapt and survive which is i mean is. god that's just that's just you know that just you know oh my god i can't imagine that like what a kick in the fucking dick a, right a <laughs>
1: there's a recurring theme here seriously
0: this <laughs> right? it's just yeah. one fucking <laughs> shot in the waffle after another after another <laughs> We're not going like, to do
1: anything easy. My
0: God. <laughs> no, I do nothing easy. Nothing easy. <laughs> but no, that's like, I mean, God damn, that is tough. That is real yeah. tough. But so, okay. So you're able to survive that. You bounce back. Now you're kind of like functioning like normal, like you always dreamed of pre- prior to the pandemic.
4: Yeah, pretty much. Things are pretty normal now. Yeah. Um, You've
0: doubled up like your sales of hand sanitizer and and, you know, quirky masks.
4: Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually stopped buying masks cuz I don't want to be stuck with like a million of them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Not
4: that that's going to happen anytime soon, that's going to not be, you know, whatever.
0: No, um it's masks for the rest of our lives, guys. Mm, Just, to let you know, forever. Forever. Uh,
4: <laughs> uh but no, it's it's as normal as it can be. Yeah.
0: Right? So. Yeah. Nice. And and is this something where like you're what are your hours? Are you open every day or what's the deal?
4: No, so Right now, I'm open more because the holiday season's the busiest time. Yeah. Um, so, I'm open Wednesdays and Thursdays at, in the evening a little bit. And then Friday, Saturday, I'm open, like, the whole day. And Sunday's yeah. um, 12 to cool. so, 4.
0: And Monday, Tuesday, you're closed?
4: Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Basically. It, it's just there's no foot traffic those days? Is that what's Basically,
4: all of Easton is closed on Monday and Tuesday.
0: <laughs> oh, really? So, it's, like, kind of like a city thing where everyone yeah, so,
4: we have an indoor market. We have, we have the oldest outdoor farmer's market, I think, in the country.
0: Oh,
3: nice. Um,
4: that's on Saturdays. But now we have an indoor public market that has a lot of restaurants and cool stuff. Um, and they're closed Monday and Tuesday, which is like one of the big things people come to.
0: Okay. Um, so like one of the t- big draws, right? Like, oh, yeah. okay, I see. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
4: No, it's okay. Uh, we have uh, a lot of barbers. Mm -hmm. in easton which are like always closed on sunday but we know
0: the best barber is leo's barber barber. don't fuck around with the other guys it's leo's (laughs) or you're a fucking strunza all right so (laughs) so you got a ton of barbers and all that stuff they're close they're they're always closed mondays and tuesdays that's a barber's gimmick right mondays definitely yep
4: um yeah and then a lot of like you know, the cafes and stuff like that are closed also. So it's just, it, there's no point of being open because it's just dead. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but yeah, having two kids and my husband has his own business as well. Um, so that's a lot to juggle. Um,
0: yeah.
4: hours was, you know, getting it as much as I can,
0: but. Yeah. no. So then, all right, good. So you're able to manage it so, but like, okay, so, you know, uh, for those listening, during we're recording this, you know, on a Tuesday. So tomorrow you have work, right? Yep. And what's yep. the, what's the times like nine to five or what are you open?
4: Tomorrow for? I'm open two to six in the, in the evening.
0: So 2, 2 p.m. Uh-huh. to 6 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you're able to be with your kid. Wait. So you're only open four hours
4: on Wednesdays and Thursdays.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and you're able to, like, handle every, like, you guys, like, do enough business in that time for everything to be good? Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I guess, is that, like, the, like, the foot, like, no one's there in the morning, I guess, or what's yeah, going Yeah, I feel
4: like there the mornings are a little dead during the week, and, yeah,
0: and you'd have me- to pay someone to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's or, not worth paying for a babysitter or,
4: you know,
0: yeah. Um,
4: so you eventually know, so
0: your kid's going to be running the shop. Like your kids are going to be free labor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be you doing it wait. in the morning. Yeah, no. Okay. So, yeah. So it's just not juice isn't worth the squeeze for the morning. So, yeah. yeah so you kind of, you're two to six No. And like, do you look forward to going into work? Yeah. I love it. See, I really do. Awesome. Can't put yep. a price on that. Number one thing we found while doing this show. That is the number one thing. And honestly, I really think that's what people should like be like, like kind of. And I know it's different for everyone and you can't choose what you're doing. And all of us have like responsibilities and obligations that you have to take care of. Right. But if 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 your goal, like, you know, if I was saying to any young kid, if your goal right now, try start like look for something, you know, you're going to love to do every day right instead of like just trying to get money and get by if you're able to do it i know not everyone Mm -hmm. is but that's like just seems to be like the recipe for success for anyone else like just having like a full success like maybe you would have more money somewhere else but you wouldn't have as much time with your kids you wouldn't have as much time with your husband you'd be micromanaged by some fucking students out right like it'd just be (laughs) a nightmare so yes yeah dude i'll tell you what molly i i love this is one of the best things about doing this show is reconnecting with old friends i fucking love you to death it's really (laughs) really great that you're coming on and i'm fucking so happy for you and so proud of you and like everything you've done and i'll tell you this like it takes a lot of courage for you to to you know be as open you are in your book as you are and it takes you know a lot of balls for you to and like a lot of just guts, I guess, for you to survive the fucking pandemic, opening up a shop six weeks before it started, right? <laughs> like, had you, it, it, had you opened up like a toilet paper shop six weeks before, you'd be, be fucking
2: so winning. It,
0: but yeah, I mean, no one yeah. saw that coming, right? No. But, <laughs> but either way, so I do want to say this, we're coming to the top of time. Um, me and Justin are usually on the same page with this. But uh, we would love to have you back on the show if you'd be willing to come back on.
3: Of course. Oh, I'd love thank to. You.
0: No, we'd love to have you. So cool. like we <laughs> said, avail- in the description of this episode, we'll have a link to the book on Amazon, right? Then we'll have a link to the website for Lark, your shop. Mm-hmm. We'll have a link to all your socials that you're on for the shop right? And then before we get out of here, Molly, is there anything you want to say to your adoring public before we take off? Uh,
4: They allow me to have the life that I have. I love them. Yeah. I mean, without that, I wouldn't have a shop. Um, Honestly, it's the greatest thing to hear my customers come in and tell me they want to spend the entire day there just walking around in a 400 square foot room uh I've actually I had someone come in that told me it, my shop's the best thing that ever happened to Easton and I was just oh, like oh my, oh my god. god that's that's awesome amazing. you're gonna make so- me
0: cry come on come on <laughs> <laughs> I mean so, yeah, they I must mean- have really li- larked your shop yeah yeah No, they fucking really, Um, yeah, they must have loved it. No, that's, that's, that's honestly, that's like the kind of shit. Like, I will say this when you go out on a venture where, when you're like doing a venture where it is just you and a lot of it depends on like what you're doing, right? There is a lot of self doubt that comes with that. And a lot of times you're like, fuck, should I have done this? Did I do the wrong thing kind of thing? Oh, yeah. And like those kind of compliments and that's kind of thing. That's like the, Fuel for the fire, and that's, that's what fire. keeps you going and keeps you coming back. And I'm so happy that you get that. And you're right. And you're right. And honestly, we feel the same way. Everyone that listens to this show, I can't fucking thank you enough. We are absolutely blessed to listen for people that listen to this show. Absolutely. So thank you for that. So Jalen Dub, before we take off, anything you want to say to the Nutty Webby Faithful before we roll out?
1: now this is this is cool. Go to Amazon. Go get a book. Go to Lark fucking live it up <laughs> yeah no it's this cool. i'll tell Have you this time. is
0: a great fucking show <laughs> this was a blast but no this was a great fucking show and thank you molly for coming on so screw you if me. your name's paul yeah screw paul all the pauls uh no no we don't want to lose the paul demographic we're, losing pauls.
1: we're dropping all the
0: pauls no, paul, come back please
1: all <laughs> of your that uh, Justin's it. opinion
0: doesn't reflect the <laughs> opinion of Paul's of the Working Perspectives <laughs> Podcast and 4th Productions LLC. So this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Justin Richardson, and our guest today was the one and only Molly Godfrey. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can hang out with us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. And you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki at Working Pod. If you'd like to be a guest in the show, please email us at workperspectives@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And please, God, just get her off my back. Like and subscribe so my wife just leaves me the hell alone about doing this show. All right, well, thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks, see ya. Scott & Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, k is in Kite, o is in October, b is in Tom, b is in Boy, e is in Edward, l is in Larry, l is in Larry.com.